Good evening, Pastor Oyen, Pastor Rebecca, Pastor Christelle. Officially, we can call you Pastor Christelle now, which means you can't miss any of the Facebook lives now. There's now a responsibility over your life. <laughs> Evangelist Robert, good evening, sir. Pastor Dr. Alexis, good evening, Mark. General Pastor Daniel Ihedua, good evening, sir. Good evening, good evening, Pastor Daniel. Uh, Shania, good evening. Pastor Khadija. Please wake people up. I know most of the house of family are here in the room. Pastor Melly Monet, good evening. Good evening. Where are the rest of the houses, please? I can see State House. I can see House of Family. I can see House of Grace. A few people from them. Please knock on everybody. Let me know that they're on. Pastor Philip, good evening. Pastor Misha, good evening. Pastor Martin, good evening, sir. Pastor Beverly, again, congratulations. It's officially, Pastor Beverly. You guys don't even feel any different, do you? You just feel like living it. I was saying to Pastor um, Tafara that we're going to organize um, maybe an ordination meeting so that we understand our new roles and our new offices and what it means, you know. Aha. Uh -huh. Good evening, Pastor Dr. Chibozo, Pastor Colliday, Pastor Daniel Jr., Pastor Jennifer, Pastor Casey from the House of Grace, Pastor Faith, Evangelist Ella. Good evening, Ma. Good evening. Awesome. How has everybody been? How are you doing? How are you feeling? We're halfway through the year, which means it's our evaluation time, right? Um, and one of the things that PT will always teach to us would be evaluation is the engine oil of progress. Um, so I'm going to spend a very short time tonight. I don't even think I'm even going to preach. I'm just going to talk very briefly because I'm conscious um, that we haven't spoken much on Facebook Live recently. So um, it's almost like I'm re-familiarizing myself with this platform again, um, which is awesome. And we just got the announcement that Word Explosion starts from tomorrow. Um, I think COD are leading tomorrow and then Elite will be on Friday. Um, so I hope we're ready for that. I hope we're geared up um, and ready for the word explosion that's about to come. But before we enter into that word explosion, I think it's very important that we spend the next couple of days, in fact, the rest of maybe June, um, just evaluating our lives. And now I've been speaking quite often to certain individuals um, in the house or family, and some of you have come over to see me to have one-on-ones and things of that nature um, and th th the major thing I've been speaking to most of you about is this evaluation 
is this um, this notion of being self-aware, um, this notion of being observant of who you are. Um, because I've discovered, and actually it's not a discovery, we know that actually success is premeditated. You can premeditate your own success. And if you are thorough enough about your life, and if you are detailed, and if you can evaluate, and if you can spend a lot of time thinking, you will end up becoming very successful. I think it's just, um, uh, it's just part of life and how life is made up. For some of us, our conditions and our environments when we grew up did not allow us to be the kind of successful people that we see today. But because of the family and the community that we're in now, we've been introduced to a way that leads us to success. But if we don't spend time to get to know how that success is made or how it is made possible, then we will be like the people that just go around in circles and watch other people celebrate for them and we're just looking from the outskirts. But if we can spend enough time being thorough about our lives, and I have to hone on and stress on this being thorough because I'm going to share something else that will maybe um, um, rattle um, a few feathers, but um, it will help you in the long run. It will. So for the next few months, last month we did Proverbs and we read through the Proverbs, or most of us read through the Proverbs. This month, I think it's evaluation month. So we've got six more months left to the end of the year. And what we want to see in the last six months is us reaching and attaining certain goals. Now, we can't reach goals if we don't set them out for ourselves. Habakkuk was the best illustration for this when he said in scriptures, write the vision, make it plain so that the herald can run with it. Before we even go ahead and start doing anything in life, we've got to make sure that the vision is very clear and is written down. PT said this some weeks ago. Not only that, but I've been speaking to the business people a lot and I'm saying, write your business plan. Let us see it. Write it down. Then I think Pastor Nikke um, tuned on um, Louis Vuitton and how Louis Vuitton was created. And we actually established that the actual man who is known as Louis Vuitton isn't the inventor of many of the things you see today in Louis Vuitton. He wasn't the one that pioneered the bags, the speedy bags you see, the Alma bags and all the uh, different designs that you have today. It wasn't him, though his name is written on it. But guess what he did? He he wrote the vision and made it plain. Eventually somebody picked it up. So it's important that we spend time discovering who we are. It's important that we spend a lot of time thinking. It's important, yes, he was a farmer's boy, that's correct. So as much as it says he was a farmer's boy, don't be, don't be deceived to think that farming back then was a labor job. No, he wasn't poor. He wasn't poor. That's, I don't think that that was a right dis- depiction. Back then, to be a farmer mean that you, meant that you had money. Agriculture is a huge commodity, actually. Agriculture is the only, is, is, was the main reason at a time people were able to get by because that's where your meat comes from, your fish comes from, your cheese comes from, your egg, all of those things. So farmers actually had money. What he did was leave his father's house. You remember this story now. He left and became homeless. That's his journey into poverty or his journey through pain that led him to the success that we see today. So I'm only sharing that as by the way. And if you have the time, go and watch it. It's very, very, um, um, very, very interesting. We watched that one. I think we watched Gucci 
and also subways yeah those three stories and how um, they turned nothing into something supposedly um, but what was very interesting was to know that actually Louis Vuitton himself didn't create a lot of the things you see today. In fact, he failed many times. And that was actually the story that we that we observed that day is his failure. But his failure eventually led to a success. You heard PT the other day, our lives are not supposed to be linear. They're supposed to be exponential. So they go up and down. They may fluctuate. At times it may look like something is happening. At times it may look like nothing is happening. At times it may look like nothing is happening. But you know what? Even though life will be exponential, do you know there's still a consistency that we've got to stay in? And our consistency is our resolve. Our consistency is our philosophies, is what we believe in. That should never waver. That should always excel exceedingly through thick and thin. When things go good, when things go bad, our resolve must remain. That one must not be touched. And we see in scriptures that says, stand firm, be immovable. In other words, we know that things are going to be exponential, but you stand still. Knowing that eventually your resolve would take preeminence. Meaning that your resolve will eventually take you to where you need to be in life. And this is why I'm saying to everybody tonight, spend a lot of time discovering yourself. Some people may regard you as rude. Some people may even regard you as prideful. Actually, no, that's actually a resolved man. Do you know that? Most proud people, depending on where you see the pride, if you see the pride in Peckham, then there's a problem. But if you see a man that's built something and you think he's a proud man, it's not pride. Actually, you, again, let's go back. If we go back to Thursday's word, PT began to speak about humility. Humility isn't the bowing down and yes, my, yes, sir, yes, sir. Actually, you can find some very humble people that come across very proud. It's very possible for you to meet that person. That proud person is just a man that understands his resolve. That kind of person has knocked off every sense. There's no feeling of, does that person like me? Do they not like me? Is it this? Is it that? And this is where I want to get to in terms of rattling your feathers tonight. Because when you can be a man that's fully resolved, fully decided... I think that's the better word, fully decided about who you are and what you're going to become. For example, a pastor Daniel is fully decided about a Carnaby. No word and nobody can ever shake him, even though there may be times in Carnaby when it's like this. But because he's consistent and because he's stayed in his constant, nothing that comes can affect his resolve. So for some of you, you've got to even write down, what is my resolve? What is my consistent or my constant? What is my flow? What keeps me even when things go up and down? PT said it the other day, failure is okay. What did he say after that, guys? Somebody will have to help me. Failure is okay. So far, you keep trying. You keep trying. You keep going. There are times where I, as your leader, can even look at myself and think, this is failing. But one thing you've got to see from a Pastor Nikki is that she never stops trying. And because of that, success is inevitable. I think that's very important. When a person resolves to never stop trying, success is inevitable. In other words, success is almost guaranteed because you will stumble on the method that will make you successful. 
And it's not like I'm trying very many things. I'm only trying one thing, followership. But sometimes the method or the vehicle that will get me into success may change per time, but it will always be followership. Did you understand this? So there's some things that must be constant, even though the, the, maybe our goals, it may be exponential in getting there, but our constant is our belief system, is our resolve. My resolve today is that elite will not fail. Our, our, what keeps us even intriguing or what keeps our fellowship very, or our family very engaging is the fact that we're all very different. But in our difference, every single person here, there's a demand that's being placed on your life that constitutes you being part of this family. Do you understand that? Let me say that again. For every single one of you in this family, though we all may be very different, we can have a Dr. Alexis like I was saying the other day. We can have a Pastor Tofara that does trading. We can have an Annabelle that does clothing. We can have a fitness, um, a fitness guru like a, a Pastor Beverly. But every single one of us, all of our attributes end up becoming demands that the family, if we can come together and work together, will actually meet the need of the day for the people in the world. It don't make sense to the world. And you've got to hear this part. It doesn't make sense for the world. For all of us to be in a house like this, for 20 people to live under one roof, it don't make sense. What makes sense to the world is for there to be a husband and a wife and his kids. That is sensible. Have you ever heard your teacher say to you in school, be sensible? But that sensible is still a limitation. And it's a limitation because it's sensible according to her limited knowledge. But what God does for us, he knocks us out of that sense and takes us to another sense realm. And I was beginning to think as we were talking about the senses the other day, Paul was an unconscious man. He was knocked out to his senses to the point that he didn't know who he even was at a time. And you will hear me use this scripture a lot. Paul would say things like, I've wronged no man. What are you talking about? You've killed all these people. He was knocked out of his senses to the point that he didn't even, he didn't even know who he was. Or he didn't recognize who he was. Can I tell you, to know a person that is operating on a different realm, or to recognize a person, actually I used that word too premature, or to, to, to see a person that's operating in another realm, guess what will happen? you will not be able to recognize them anymore. You would not be able to recognize them anymore. And I put it like this. Even when Jesus came down, he came down as a dispensation of God, but people did not recognize him. Let me try and use a better example for that so that you understand what I'm saying. When a man or woman has chosen to take on this life properly and effectively and they have fully immersed themselves into another realm, you will no longer be able to recognize them by their attributes or by the things that they do anymore. You will recognize them by their face. I will know that that is a Pastor Christelle, but her nature would have so evolved into who she is supposed to be that I no longer really recognize her, meaning I can't really be familiar with her. Familiar with her in the sense that we may have used to banter about guys. But now our conversation has changed. 
I no longer recognize her as the Christelle that was. I now recognize her as the Christelle that be. And that Christelle that be has, has gone into another realm that she's now discovered who she's supposed to be in this realm. The men of this world have so completely... I hope... Did you get that, by the way? Or did, was that too far-fetched for you? It's conversation, so you can speak back to me and say, no, no, can you explain that a bit better? When a person has been knocked out of their senses, so to speak, or they're work, working on a sense that is the fear of God, as we spoke about on Thursday, PT spoke about on Thursday, you will not be able to recognize them. You will see them. There's times I look at a piece, Sam, I'm thinking, I don't know this guy from Lancaster House. This is a different person. So even though I don't recognize him, I recognize him. I see the life and the nature that has become of him. So I see a piece, Sam, but I know that this guy has gone to another realm. I know that he's becoming what he's supposed to be. Do you know that's how all of our lives should end up looking at a time? Some of you, do you know even people in your past, though you may see them, you may even see your ex, but you may see, you, you will say things like, I don't even know you. You wouldn't even know them because the way you're operating is like, that never even happened. It never even existed. That's how Paul was speaking. It's like the murders never even happened. That was never, what are you talking about? Because this guy ended up being a new man in Christ. When your resolve is so strong, when, your belief, when you're so convinced and so convicted by your belief, you won't even recognize your old man, your old disposition. You'll be operating in a new flow and that new flow will end up bringing in new resources. It will bring in new people and new ways for you to become in who you're supposed to be essentially. I hope you're following me tonight. I just said, I just want to speak very clearly, because, I mean, very um, simply tonight, because I want you to all go away and still do this discovery. I think we are still on a journey of discovering who we are. And that's very fine. There's no rush to any of it. In fact, God rather be patient with you than rush you into a life that you quickly get out of. Because what will happen is many of us start properly in the fear of God we start fearing him we start doing all the right things but then guess what logic comes in fear of the world comes in that sets us back on the course of this world you do realize that this whole system this whole world has not been designed to make space for you you do know that right so what you've got to do with that resolve is make space for yourself it's the resolved man that makes space it's the resolved man, the man that is convinced by his conviction, that's able to make space in the world. Just look at an Elon Musk, for example. That's a resolved man. He's so resolved that he's able to create his own space in the world. We were listening to a, listening to a podcast the other day in the car, and these people were going at Elon Musk like mad, saying, you know, every time Elon Musk speaks, he completely shatters the whole crypto world. Just by one tweet, he can quickly change the whole... Um, uh, flow of how cryptocurrencies work that is influence that is a man that has resolve that is conviction he may not know anything about cryptocurrency but he knows his resolve he knows his constant he knows his power base 
do you understand these things tonight i'm conscious that numbers are dropping off is it that you're tuning in together or you hearing me tonight you've got to know your resolve when you are sure of this your resolve when you are convinced by your convictions when you are solid with your philosophies when your ethics and your morals are in place and can i tell you how you build your ethics and your morals and your philosophies you do that by your studying don't take your education time lightly your education actually forms you you know that right education actually shapes a man and i'm not talking about university or gcse's whatever you choose to take in is what educates you just use your example of you growing up who taught you that eating with your fingers was okay your family taught you that it was an education it was a teaching whatever you choose now and you're at an age now where you can choose what teaches you when you can be disciplined about what teaches you and this is why we make the word um, from sound clouds from words like this and uh, thursdays and sundays when we decide to make that our food do you know that there is a result that comes out of everything you take in every education you fill yourself with some of our education have become family some of our education is tv some people's education is even banter because it's whatever you consume it's whatever you take in Whatever you take in, you will eventually produce of. I look at one of your brothers and I'm watching him and I'm studying him very well. And at a time I was very weary about him. But I'm looking at him, I'm saying, by 30, this guy will be a billionaire, you know, if he can stay in this constant. If he can stay in this flow. His followership may not make sense at a time, but that's exactly what it needs to look like. Most things shouldn't make sense. When it doesn't make sense, it usually is sense. When it doesn't make sense, it's usually the right thing for you to do. When it looks sensible, just know that you've now limited yourself to the standards of this world. Most times. So even when people say uh, certain words or they're listening to the word and say, ah, that makes sense. I'm thinking to who? That's my question. When I see people type, when they're responding to PT's word, I say, ah, that makes sense. Was that your spirit man it made sense to? Or was it flesh man? Because if it's flesh man, it wouldn't make sense. But when it's the spirit man, it will begin to yield. And not, with, not only will it make sense, you will see it through that person's life. A while back, I began to speak about the woman with the issue of blood and how what made her go and touch the hem of Jesus is the fact that she was knocked unconscious. She was knocked out of her senses. The sense that says, don't go through that crowd because you're not allowed there. She was knocked out of it. So <laughs> some of us need to be knocked up. Not a great terminology, is it? Some of us need to be knocked up. We're so busy trying to pursue a life that will actually never become. All we just need to do is sit down. And it's so tough for black men to do this, you know. So tough for us to sit down. And I even speak of myself when I say this. To sit down and study. To sit down and look. You look at your environment sometimes and you're so quickly trying to run away and run into an environment that looks better. How comes you don't create the environment? Why don't you be the one to take yourself out of the environment and make a better one?
One of the leaders was saying the other day during our talks, you can still be in Hackney but have the mindset of somebody in Silicon Valley. Absolutely. What gets that person to have the mindset is the resolve. That kind of person, you will not find them bantering left, right and centre. You will not find them here, there and, other, and everywhere. You will know that that person has placed value over their life. And if when a person places value over their life, it's because of what they've decided to fill themselves with. When you've been studious for so long, or let me use this example. As a woman, if you've held yourself for so long, you place value on yourself. No man can come near you because you know what you've waited for. Do you get that? Is that too graphic? You can't just let anybody speak to you because you're thinking 20, 30, 40 years for some people. I don't know who that is, but for those people, you're thinking, I've waited for this long and it's you. You will say no because of value. You can't just pick up your phone today and call a PT. Why? Because of value. This man will be in his room days on end by himself, studying to show himself approved. Studying to come and teach you a new world of possibilities. Studying to open your mind to a bigger world that's available to you and I. What value have you put on yourself? And you know, in order for you to do such a thing, you've got to have that resolve. You've got to have that conviction. You've got to have that knowing. You've got to be very settled in your heart about where you're going. Do you know that settlement can keep you working on Carnaby for 20 years? Oh God, it can keep you from working on Chrissy Cooks for 20 years and you're still happy. It can keep you working on a sense by CM and you're still happy. It can keep you living in a well house and you're still happy because you know eventually you're going to get there. All you need to do is build up your spiritual and your physical capacity for by the time that you do get there, you'll be able to cope. And you, you know, when you get to such places, most things will not make any meaning to you. Big houses will not be lavish to you anymore. Because you've been in the worst. And you've also been in the best. That's the senses being knocked. I hope you know this. That's the senses being knocked. Do you know that God is actually checking for our constant? Can you remain in that constant? And if you look at this, some of the people that are beginning to make it for themselves now in the nation, one thing, even though they may have failed at times, they may have even sinned at times, they may have even been caught up by other things at times, one thing is for sure, they stayed in their constant. They never left that place. And that is actually the linear that moves or remains rather. Even though, because have you seen grass where there's still lines, but then there's the grass? You know that actually there has to be this line though. And that line, like I said, is your constant. Once it shifts, somebody was teaching us the other day that you know that this whole world is being leveled up by an axis or some sort of thing that looks like a line. If it moves, 0.0, I don't even know what the measurement, Sha, but 0.0 or even out of its place, you know the whole world collapses. 
the whole world collapses. If it moves by any interference, the whole world collapses. But guess what? Even though that thing is on its constant, there's, the world will still go around it. It will still be moving around it. Do you see that? So there's always got to be this constant. But there's also got to be the exponential. And that's how from era to era, things begin to progress and change around us. That's how we evolve. So our exponential movement is actually our evolution. It is our emerging. So at a time I started speaking to you about emerging, triumphant leaders. You know we were speaking about a time like this? We were actually speaking of evolution. Because anything that emerges actually also evolves. Just like a child out of its mother's womb as it grows is actually evolving and it's becoming what it should end up becoming in life. Human senses is all driven, driven by fear. You do know that. All human sense is driven by fear. It makes sense to go and get a mortgage. Why? In case something happens. Let me go and take out life insurance in case it is all driven by fear, Faith. <laughs> I was saying to some of the leaders the other day, this world is not designed to take on your imagination. Oh, hold on. Let me say that again. This world is designed to take on your imagination. But... It doesn't facilitate it. You have to go and make it possible. This world is not, it is designed, is divine to take on your ideas. However, it only responds when you decide to take that call to action. Let me give you an example. Have you ever, okay, yeah, let me give you an example. So the other day I was in the gym and I was swimming and I like examples. We're saying today, somebody dropped pizza as we, where we were eating um, and they were saying, uh, uh, Pastor Hannah and Minister Josh uh, were saying, you're going to use that in your preaching, aren't you? You're going to use it in your preaching. I like those things because it helped me to do this. So anyway, I was in the gym the other day and this disabled man was going, um, had gone swimming. And then I thought about it. There was a lady waiting for me and this guy was there for like an hour and a half, maybe two hours straight, just swimming. I had gone to the spa, I had come back, I had eaten, had come back and he was still there. And this woman was waiting for him and she didn't do anything but watch him. I was just thinking, I wonder how much this woman is being paid to watch this guy. Then I had to go and do some research and I remembered when my little brother was sick and he had cancer. How much money the government was giving my mum to look after that boy. Knowing that his life may not amount to anything. They were pumping money into him. They, I was thinking the amount of money they are pumping into this disabled guy. Knowing that he ain't going anywhere. But the system, because they know he's not going anywhere, they're ready to give him. But you that have an idea for Figra and you needed a loan for it and you needed money for it. The government would not say, let me give her money without her going through all this long-winded process. But if she's incapacitated now, they will give her everything she wants. This woman was just sitting there watching this guy for two hours straight. 
I was just thinking, this is money here, you know. If I have an idea, do you see why? You, you actually don't have time to be a sensible person. Because you're just as bad as the incapacitated man. Because if you're like that, you're going to go on government, what do you call this thing? JSA. They will keep you there and they're happy to give you that money because they're saying, you know what? Our idea of creating JSA is what's working right now. Leave them. I can control them with the JSA. Mm. But when they start thinking, we can't control them. This is how you create your own world, guys. Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, these men have created their own world to the point they actually go into other worlds now. They said that Jeff Bezos is going on holiday to the moon. Oh, come on. Come on, guys. He's going on holiday, I said to the moon, to space. He's going on holiday with his brother casually. Some of us don't even get to go to Peckham on holiday. We're fighting to get to go to, to Cornwall. Pastor Ganyat sent me the budget. I'm thinking, ah! This is 2K straight. Bro! This guy, space, casual. Does Jeff Bezos look different from you and I? Did Jeff Bezos' mom have a different kind of womb? No, it's the imagination. The creativity of this imagination. The sitting down. The thinking. The issue with our community is that we are so busy. And we are such, you know, the issue that we also have is that we are, an, we are a consumer community. We like to take but we don't like to be, to be the one to produce. We're so quickly, quick, look how many Apple gadgets here. I've consumed so much. I don't even think that Apple man even had his own Apple. He probably used um, bloody uh, Microsoft. He probably didn't. We are such a consumer generation that the consumerism and the things that are put in front of us make us want to buy without us being those that create. You've got to stop for a second and ask yourself, what is my existence? With all this word, with all this level of knowledge that some of you are downloading, how do I then use it to create? How do I become the best? How do I become bold? I had a tennis lesson today with my tennis instructor and he says, Nikki, he says, hit the ball. Don't be scared of the ball. That's what I was doing. And the guy said, Nikki, you're a pastor, right? You speak to hit the ball. That's how he spoke to me today. If you saw the way I hit that ball after, even he was shocked. Even he was saying, oh, sorry. <laughs> I didn't say him. I didn't say him. <laughs> he was shocked. But I had to be reminded of my resolve. My resolve is to always be bold. Is to keep speaking. And to not stop speaking. Even when it doesn't seem like they're hearing me. Somebody is hearing me. And the right person, if they hear me well enough, they can become one of the next... I don't even want to use Jeff Bezos because it's wrong. It is wrong for us to use those people as examples. But they can be the next Christ. The next Daniels of our generation. The next Rahabs of our generation. The next Abels of our generation. The Bible says even though he, he, um, Abel did not li- live, his blood still speaks. 
Do you have that kind of power? Do you know that, what's this guy's name? Steve Jobs, though he's dead, his blood still speaks in an apple? Yeah. These people are fulfilling scripture more than we are. And it's quite an embarrassment to the kingdom of heaven. My talk to you tonight was very simple and it's for you to sit down still and pay attention to a beverly. Pay attention to Hannah. Pay attention to Oyen. Pay attention to Naila. Pay attention to who you are. Spend time in your field being well developed. You may see Pastor Daniel sitting at his computer all day in that kitchen. But you do know eventually, eventually, and I say this all the time, a time will come that all that's sitting in the kitchen will manifest into something great. You watch a Nikke or a Rebecca sitting in the garage and at times it may even look laughable. These people are sitting in the garage where where we put our bins, you know. But you do know Bezos was in the garage. You do know Musk was in the garage. Before they started, or in fact, that's where they created their inventions. Do you know your most lowly places is where you will create the most great things? In your pain places is where you create the most beautiful things. Have you seen a woman giving birth? Pain that leads to something beautiful. Don't be fearful of the times where it looks like you don't have anything. Do you know what God is saying to you then? Create. And this is why we give. Because we're saying, what the money that I have now is not enough for me to create the way I want to create. So let me just give it. Let me keep being empty and lowly. And being in a place or place that I can create something that will give me unlimited resources. Because should you hold on to your little 2k a month that you get, realistically, where is it taking you to? It's not taking you anywhere. I'm looking at some of my mates now, they're messaging me and they're like, whoa, Nikki, I'm seeing what you're doing. This is really inspiring. How do I get to do that as well? This is not a curriculum, sis. (laughs) This is not uni, bro. One of them messaged me, is like, was that a Bentley... um, Bottega, is that what they call them? Please, I can't see anything from this thing, you know, can you help me? They call it a Bentley, come on, somebody help me, that we drove the other day. Where's Tafara, please? A Bentley, Bottega, or... Tafara knows all these things. Shout, we saw this Rolls Royce today. Phantom drop top. Oh, God. I spoke about consumerism, but there's something, Sha. <laughs> there are Ventega. some things in that. Ventega, thank you. Ventega, uh-huh. He said, is that... He said, I'm telling you, you're driving a Ventega? I said, yeah. I said, yeah. I said, yeah. I said, that's even very small. I was even annoyed that we drove that one. I was even ar- angry. I was very, I told Tafar, I said, next time, don't ever try this rubbish again. (laughs) (laughs) Don't do that again, okay? So, he said, wow, that you're really leveling up. I'm thinking, this is what you call level up? Mm -hmm. Oh, you're done, mate. 
for him it's like whoa and, so, and you drive a range as well like, wow that's really awesome that's that's really good so what do you do and it's like my pastor he said no but so what do you do though like what do you i said i'm a pastor he said no 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 tell, no, tell, tell me what is it that you actually do do is it like trading is it i said no i'm a pastor it doesn't make sense and it's not supposed to make sense the minute it does i'm on his level the minute he can clock and say ah makes sense i'm on his level i'm not in another realm we're both now speaking the same language for me to speak a language higher than him it cannot make sense this is why paul says that i know a man that went to the this seventh this is do you know he was speaking so that he doesn't sound too proud he was speaking so that he can make sense to the people that were on the earthly level these men that he was speaking to they were fearful men and if he speaks higher things they will think he's mad so i'm sure when i finish talking to the guys thinking she's off her trolley she's probably she probably is a force to them because well, how else is that possible what would your pastor what does that even mean it's not supposed to make sense guys i'm telling you and i encourage you all those of you that are not tuned in i beg you to tune in though these words are very simple there are things that here that are very that are very profound if you can spend time thinking enough and i said this months back when we moved into this house if you can be curious about your community you will stumble into ideas that will create bigger and better communities our jobs you know what advances or what makes us evolve is is the ability to solve problems what makes us evolve and go to another layer of life and experience of life is solving more problems you need to know that but if you're sitting and you're so consumer driven your life is just about what you can take and not about what you can give you're solving no problem you're not and this is that why i think we had lockdown for a while but for some people i don't think that they were locked down they were just locked in mm-hmm. that time was actually supposed to allow you to think and create this is why you now see a figure i look at that and i'm thinking that's the mind of a creator right now it may look like it's nothing for somebody else it may look well she's only getting four or five likes on instagram you don't know how much my own heart is set on fit grub right now just because of the person behind fit grub or the peoples behind it i don't care if tomorrow it fails what i care is that her resolve doesn't change what i care is that she still prays she's still in her word she's still following a pastor nikki she's still listening She's still able to take corrections. She's still able to be broke for a while. And I know the kind of giving that this young lady has given. So I know that it's only going to end up in success for her. And for many of you all. All she needs to do is spend more time thinking. More time discovering. You see those emails that go out to you for the services that we have? That's Beverly, you know. She just came to my room one day and said, Ma... Should, I, should we send out the email? I can do it, you know. I didn't even know she had that skill. But you see, oh God, I'm still looking for this word, guys. There's a word that PT gave one Wisdom Wednesday. And he spoke about 
he spoke about uh, is it the thinkers oh Jesus I have to find it because it's going to bother me He was basically saying he may have the thought but a living stone will be the expression of that thought. I don't even know why. I think it might be thinker's world but it's, a, it's such a powerful thing to say and, I, and, I've, and I've forgotten my train of thought. Why did I get there? Thank you. So. I may, have the, I may have had the thought that I know that I needed this video to get out there. I know I want everybody to see it. And I've got it in my mind. But she brought out what was in my mind by sending that email to over 2,000 people. The world that will be created today will be created by thinkers, guys. Or the world that we're entering into, rather, will be created by thinkers. Don't be those, listen, those of you who think you're entertainers or you're being entertained, you will never create anything. Like I said, you will just be consumers. I think that, that Wisdom Wednesday is really important, by the way, when he shared that. Because if you can think enough, somebody out there will be the expression of your thought. You won't need to work as hard. I don't think Elon Musk probably does that much anymore. But there's people around him that have, been, that have become the extension of his thinking. Or the manifestation of people that are actually able to do what he's thinking. Does this make sense to you guys? When you can think enough, there will be people around you that will believe your thoughts. And that will create your thoughts. This guy, Elon Musk, and all these people, they will have people, uh, uh, families like this, you know. You know, in one of his interviews, he was saying that when he has meetings, he only goes into meetings with two or three people. And he does that. He said that if you go, literally make key decisions a day for work. Jeff said that he only makes three key decisions a day for work. That's it. He makes the decisions. I think I watched that interview. Uh huh. But he was even also saying, no, this was um, Musk now, was saying that when he goes into meetings, he only does it with two or three people. He says, once you, your meeting goes beyond two, three, four, five people, you will never have a resolve. Why? Because there's too many different minds trying to create something that will end up being dwarfed and morphed. I thought that was so profound. Have you ever been in meetings and everyone's sharing their ideas, but by the end of it, nothing ever happens? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the issue. This is why we need leadership. Because what will leadership will do, they will look at ideas individually. They, for example, they will take a Chrissy Cooks, sit down and reason with that idea and make sure it's created. We'll take a blacksmith and sons, we'll sit down and spearhead it and let it go. Do you know how many departments that will come to Elon Musk that work within SpaceX or Tesla that will come for a new idea that he would take for himself? It will look like Elon Musk has come again. You know that's his team that's done it for him. Yeah. When you can get yourself to a place of thinking 
first yeah when you can get yourself to a place of thinking that gets you into a position of power and influence you're now able to take on people that have better minds than you but they will make you look good do you know some some of the services that you see on a sunday may not be pt's idea but you will see him and think whoa that guy created that great idea but it wasn't him but he's still him because he's the one that pioneered the space for us to think on that level to create it better or to get it better does that make sense by the time we keep developing ourselves guys this is what i'm speaking about tonight by the time we keep developing ourselves people will start should naturally start gravitating towards you and these will be people with great minds if you look around you today and the people that are gravitating around you are people with weak minds it suggests the kind of minds you have i'm sorry to say that but that's just the reality of it those of you who have businesses as well be very open to constructive criticism i repeat i repeat those of you who have businesses, be very open to constructive criticism. If someone takes your product and tells you that this was not good, don't be too quick to say, oh, they don't even know anyway. No, no, no. That will show the kind of mind you have. It is weak. But when you can go away and develop and do better, and I use the scenario of subways, they started off by, called, by, by being called something Sombarines. Yeah. Oh my God, I've forgotten the name. No, it was... Jesus, somebody help me study it. Something, I think maybe the, one of their names. Kells Sombarines or something. Some, yeah, what is it? Sombarines. Huh? Kelly's or one of the, one of the guy's names. Pete Super Sombarines. Thank you, Pete Super Sombarines. But after evaluation... After thinking, he then sat down with the creator of Dunkin' Donuts. And from that meeting, that constructive criticism meeting, he left changing the name. Meaning that his mind was open enough to receive information from people that know better. So if Pastor Nikki sits down to you to say, to say, that's not a good thing for you to do right now. Maybe you should th- reconsider that. Or maybe this is not really the way it should go. And you go away. And sit down and think. Do you know that you will create a better brand? A more thorough brand? But if you go away thinking, oh, she doesn't know. I already know it's going to be this. and You've already failed. Because you're only judging or you're only moving according to the limitations of who you are. The person that was speaking to you was more exposed. More knowledgeable. Meaning that they were actually trying to help. So I repeat myself. Those of you who have businesses, be open to constructive criticism. There are some criticism that you can ignore and say, that was rubbish. And you will know by the person that is speaking. But there are some people that you've got to listen to. So if a pastor Daniel is speaking and saying, actually, that's not a good logo. That's not going to work. You've got to believe that because of the person that's speaking. But if Rebecca comes and says, that logo, I'm not sure. You can still say, oh, you're financed though, right? This is... Just stay there. It's better. If you can maybe help me invest, then fine. But let me go to Pastor Daniel for this. This is creative and, you know, child. Don't do that, but I'm just using that as an example. It's the easiest thing for me to say. So you've got to be able to take constructive criticism. It's supposed to make you go away and think. And you're going away and think doesn't mean you come back tomorrow with a new suggestion. 
Thinking can take years. It can take months. It can take days. However long it takes, take your time. Don't rush. But always constantly be in a position where you are reevaluating your life. And you are becoming from that evaluation. Most times you will not recognize your own transition as well. Like I said, when somebody changes or when somebody has evolved, sometimes you wouldn't even recognize that person anymore. More times you will not recognize that person anymore. And if you do, you will recognize them as a new person. So for some of you, I'm looking at your YouTubes, I'm thinking, this don't make sense. Why is this being posted? I'm not going to like it. I'm not going to share it. I'm not going to do anything because that's not the kind of content you should be producing at this stage. And if you're too strong and strong to receive that, oh, bro, sis, you ain't going anywhere. Even me, I've got to be in a position to hear. So PT said, I need to speak to you today. I said, yes, sir. I've got to be ready to hear both good and bad, whatever he needs to say to me. I've got to be able to receive it and take it and know that that's for my betterment. It's not to get me down. It's supposed to make me become. And if it gets me down, it just talks about the kind of character that I have. Self-evaluation. Evaluation is the engine oil of progression. More times you may need some people to kind of edge you into that mode of, of, of evaluation. You may need conversations. Because for some of you, you're probably thinking that you're, you're fine where you are. No, don't be limited to the standard of this world. You've got to constantly be thinking, how do I be the, my own LVMH? I sent it to some of the leaders the other day. Do you know LVMH run by houses? They have 14 houses in LVMH. Go on their website, if you see it, that's how they operate, by houses. And every house has their own ethos, yet they're under the umbrella of LVMH. Do you know that every month they have their own meetings? The last meeting that they had, I was watching it as well, it was in French by their president, I've forgotten his name. But the way that they do it, they put it all online so you can see it as well, just like we do in Facebook Live. So you can tune in and even comment. When I looked at it, the structure was like the nation family. And every single one of those brands actively, avidly progressing. They had their exponential growths. The kind of conversations that they were having in those meetings, they were talking about targets, goals, what they see for themselves in the next two, three years, the next two, three months. So actually, every time I come onto these, onto these FB lives, we're supposed, to be, excuse me, we're supposed to be speaking about targets and goals. Where we see ourselves tomorrow. What does the House of Grace, what is their contribution to LVMH? Or what is their contribution to Elite? What is their target? Did they reach their target? What is their goals? And you know what? They're not afraid to cut any house off, you know. If it's not doing what it needs to do, they will cut them off. At a time, they may use it to strengthen it and advertise it and da-da-da-da-da. But they did that with Fenty, yeah. Fenty clothing. Yeah? Uh, it wasn't working. They cut it. Yeah. Am I right, Annabelle? You will know this. No, talk to me. No, they did. They they did. Yeah, 
It wasn't making any sense, so they cut it. So it's not about emotion or sense. This is, it is what it is. You're not thinking enough, so you're not part of this family. You're not growing. You're not evolving. You're not developing, so you can't be part of this family. The church, we're still too scared to say such thing to people, you know. We're scared to say, no, you're not growing. You can't continue with us. And you know, that's not even a conversation. It's just, by the way, it will happen. People will naturally just drop off. You don't need to say, go away to anyone. You will just know that they can't move forward to the next stage with you. They can't evolve with you because they don't have the capacity to move on with you. And you've got to be very okay with that. For some of the things that you're doing, you've got to know that right now, it's not going to go with me where I'm going next. I've got to drop it off. Again, that all comes with your evaluation. So for the rest of the year, I want you to sit down. Sorry, rest of the month, sorry. Sit down and think, what were the goals that I set myself from January? I told you that PT said that for elite, every year we must be able to raise one million. You've, some of you have got to write that down so that you don't forget. You may have to plaster it somewhere. Elite, just elite, must be able to raise one million. And you know one person can be, is able to do that. If they can think enough, if you can stop being so busy with this world, do you know, those of you that get to a place where you're depressed, you're a very selfish person. Those of you that feel like, oh, I'm, I just don't feel, feel. You're a selfish person. Very selfish. I don't like my condition. I don't even like uh, the fact that I have to share a room with sister so and brother so. You're selfish. And that kind of nature, you will never get anywhere. I'm sorry to say, there are some types of selfishness that I think are selfishness that are out of senselessness. For example, let me use the example so that it will help you a bit better. Uh, when Jesus would say to his disciples, hate mother, brother, sister, it almost sounds selfish. Like, how could you help? But that kind of selfishness was not, it wasn't selfish for my own pleasure. It was so that I can change the world. But if it's that I'm just depressed because I, uh, I, I'm selfish because I'm depressed, I don't like people in my space and I'm did 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 That can't lead to anything. How do you get out of that again? Your resolve, your constant, your philosophy. And maybe what we will do the next time we speak, we will speak about the philosophies that elite families stand on. So that you're never confused as to what family you're in. The minute I see you here, there and everywhere, I already know that you're not elite. And that's very okay. I probably wouldn't even say anything to you. I'll just let you carry on until the day you decide to leave. Maybe, you know, but there will come a time that I'm just going to become very rogue, you know. Very rogue. Where I actually say, no, you need to leave. This is not your family. I don't have bastards here. Why are you here, there and everywhere? Why are you in this house today and that house tomorrow? Don't do that. I even had, ugh, there was times I used to even go to peace Sam about one particular person and say, why is this person in your house? I used to do that. And his response to me was like, I don't even know. I didn't bring them here. You know, I actually eventually said, let the person stay there. That's not my person. That is not my person. And I was very bold to do that. Now the person is messaging me now to say, oh, can we meet? I need to speak to you. I said, contact Pastor Genevieve. 
not me you don't have that access anymore you don't have that access anymore contact pastor genevieve oh i would also like to meet up with you contact anna <laughs> don't, don't message me I'm not your mate not only am I not your mate you didn't see the significance of what this was I was saying to some of your leaders the other night don't break this protocol you know don't think that you're going to become anything if you can step <laughs> how do I say this Lord don't think that you can become when you, if you disrespect leadership yeah. Yeah. you may think you're getting away with it you will look at your account and flies will be flying at you you will look in your house and wonder why people will disrespect you it will happen it will happen guaranteed it will happen and you're probably thinking you're doing the right thing don't try it I can never uh, uh, uh uh, 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 break protocol with a P. Sam or a P. Dami and even that conversation that I had with him about that person it was leader to leader so what's this person doing if they're under me what is that and it was a genuine conversation so it wasn't like I was breaking ranks saying hey guy come here who's that in your no no it was so so what's going on okay this is the order that I have for elite and that doesn't work so if that doesn't work I prefer this but it was a conversation but I had to get to an understanding first because I could have just gone there and be like, no, that can't work. No. So what is that? Okay, so you have agreement. Okay, it's better that they stay there. But you've got to understand if we're going to prosper as a family, if we're going to grow as a family, there are some order, there are some things that we've got to do and follow that allows us to partake in the blessing. You remember the Bible will begin to speak to us about things like he set the lowly into families. He set them into families is because God blesses the family. Mm. When he can see like there's dysfunction, there's breaks, there's things that people still feel like uh, I'm Pastor Nikki's mate because we were in the same fellowship together at a time and we used to speak. Well, I'm not your mate. I don't even know you if I'm honest. Don't. And you know I have to speak like this so that we're very clear of the boundaries and I, I had to get this with PT there was a time that I invited him to dinner to um, do you remember one of my ex-mentors Mercy B mm-hmm. uh-huh. good uh-huh. there was a time I invited PT to dinner and I wanted to show off that was really the issue guys that's what I wanted to do I wanted to show PT I know people that have got money you know it's not just you so um, <laughs> so I invited him to this my mentor's house and I think, I don't know what I tried to, I think I tried to call him to ask him what he wanted to eat. Pastor Whitney was cooking that day, I don't know if you'll remember. Um, and I called him, to, I tried to call him to ask him, does he want chicken or fish? The airtime I got, I was so shocked. I was so confused. Then Pastor Lucy had to educate me. She said, you never, ever pick up your phone and call him like that. Do you know that's an invasion of his privacy? You don't have that access yet. You didn't pay for that access. I didn't get it at the time. I thought, ah, is it not funny? Is it? Ah, ah. <laughs> is it not going to be? Am I not going to see him on the day? I didn't get it. It's only now. You know, I'm, you know, Pastor Toby is the only name that's pinned on my phone. On my WhatsApp thing. It's like, he's the only one that can actually call this my phone. Because nobody else has got that 
not that nobody else. No, I don't want to say like that. I don't know. There's value there. Do you understand this? There's a weight there. I don't want to disrespect that line of leadership. So even when I speak to him sometimes, you can almost, I can even curtsy like, hello, sir. After knowing him for how many years and he's maintained that level of respect for me because he's kept growing. He's kept growing. So I said to your leaders, you've got to keep growing. Listen, if you're ever a leader in your house and people do not watch you grow, they will disrespect you. They will. If they watch you at home and they don't see you either working or studying or doing something that's making the family better, they will disrespect. There are times where they can be watching you um, and things may not be as good at a time and you go through seasons. That's fine, but they must see that your constant didn't change. You remained a word man, a giving man. You're smiling at me, Becca. Do you want to stop it? Do you see something? Let me show you what it's like. That's what Becca's looking at me. He's like, I saw you sleep into like 1 p.m. That can never happen. Never, ever happen. So it's got, to, it's got to be that way. Are you guys hearing me tonight? Yes, yes. I've been talking about self-evaluation and progression. And these things are so important. We're midway through the year, guys. Can you imagine? It was only yesterday we were saying showtime. Oh, my God. It was only yesterday we were saying this year. Oh, my God. But you know, one person could have heard that word and decided to make it their showtime. So we can say, you know, and I can even come back and say next year, this world, 2022, is also going to be showtime. You know, I'm waiting for somebody to pick up that word because as, the, uh, as, as, as Habakkuk said it, I've written it. Let the herald pick it up and run with it. Who will be the people that will pick up the words that you're hearing from PT, P. Sam, P. Dami, from myself and run with it? Can it be you? You've got to ask yourself. But are you thorough enough with your own life? Are you checking yourself daily against this word? Are you measuring your growth and your progress? One of the questions that we're asking one of our family meetings is, how do you measure your growth? Or how do you measure uh, you attaining certain places in life? I said, by goals. Did you reach that goal? You were once a 1K giver. You are now a 2K giver. You can say it. You've grown. Everybody should have goals for themselves. Everybody. Even if your goal is as small as... I think uh, Pastor Ryan came, came to see me yesterday and he said one of the things that he's decided to do now and he heard it based... He, he got it from one of PT's words. He said that PT said that he would never run for a bus. And he, never run, he would never run for a bus because he needs to get on the right bus or the right... He would get on the right... Help me with, help me with it, Ryan, if you're on. Um, the right bus will come at the right time. So there should be no rush. If you get in a car with Tafara, you will know that I think he understands that concept. He drives so slow. <laughs> oh my God. And he's so cautious and so attentive. And it's actually quite interesting to watch, actually. It actually calms me down because I'm always in a rush, always. To get to service, um, in a rush, trying to get to West End in a rush, 
And there's nothing, there's no time score in West End. Is it not open? <laughs> but I just want to get there. To the point where you're even racing certain cars, you're thinking, you're, you're not going to beat me in this car. You're not going to do it. So you're watching the green light and you're thinking, who's going to go first? You guys, those of you who are drivers, you've done this. You'll be watching the next car and you're ready to press gas the thing. The far will let them be going. Five cars. Five cars. He will let five cars go in front of him. I'll be thinking, what is this guy doing? <laughs> and then the girl said, no, when you're not in the car, man, he drives like a madman. Is it true that he yeah, drives? No, no, yeah. He said that it's only because when you're there that he's trying to show discipline and he's trying to be a proper person. <laughs> I'm thinking, don't, don't, not here. Do the mad one. <laughs> but actually, it's quite inspiring, actually. It actually calms me down and gets me to think, hang on, this patient is actually worthwhile. This level of attention to detail is worthwhile. You know that kind of person cannot get into accidents. Mm. Yeah. Uh, you didn't even get that. You, can, you won't get into accident. So even your business, if he can take that attention and that precision into his business and into his life, he will never have an accident. Love out loud, that's Pastor Kwabana. Pastor Kwabana drives slow as well. I think, and you can tell those kind of people, they've got a nature. So I believe that though, I believe that. And you will know who the erratic people, you will see that everything is braka, like it's just, you know. <laughs> that's a focused person, you know, focused. Honestly, there are times I'm thinking, let me just grab this wheel because he's not moving this car. Then we've been in traffic for hours. Why are you allowing all these cars to go? What is it? Oh, toffee, toffee. But it's awesome. Honestly, it's really awesome to watch. And I'm seeing that that kind of discipline will not lead... <laughs> Someone said that JJ is a great... I don't even want to try JJ. I don't even want to think about it. I don't want to... So when Ryan said that to me, I said, wow, that's, that's quite deep. Because it means that you've got to pay attention for you to drive with that level of precision and that level of caution. It means you have to pay attention to the road that says 20 and the road that says 30. Yeah. So today as we were driving, I was about to go into a wrong road and somebody quickly alerted me and said, you can't drive down that road, you're going to get a ticket. By the way, Tafari, you've got at least three tickets on that car now because you didn't pay attention to some of the roads you went down. I'm joking, I'm joking, but you have though. <laughs> you wouldn't know because the way that they did it is so sneaky. If that person didn't tell us, we wouldn't have known that you're going to get a ticket down that road. Um, <clears throat> anyway, Sha. Um, what was I saying? So the kind of person that can focus like that, the kind of precision and detail that it takes, because some of those roads that we used to drive down, they were once 40, they're now 20. Yeah. So for you to be patient enough to drive down those roads now, oh my God, that is a disciplined man, focused man. You're not in a rush. That kind of person, they will get to their destination quicker. Have you ever seen that you've sped up fast and you've driven fast and f five minutes later, the same car that you left back there is next to you? Yeah. In fact, it's even in front of you. Where did you get there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see, there's some tactics. 
You remember the story as a child, the, the hare and the tortoise? He's still got to the end line eventually. It's not the rush. It's the precision. It's the detail. It's the focus. I think I got it because I focused. Yeah, I see that. It's the focus. It is the Isha. Um, uh, uh, it is the attention. Have you taken something from tonight, please, guys? Because I want to stop. I did say half an hour, and it's been an hour and fifteen. Fundamental stuff, and I know I haven't spoken to you guys in a while. The one thing I want you to pay attention on this month is your giving. Last month was interesting, to say the least. This month, you must focus from now. And Pastor Genevieve is going to be on everybody. DJ Green, I see you, sir. Pastor Kwabana. <laughs> um, Pastor Genevieve is going to be messaging everyone, contacting everyone. I want you to pay attention on your giving. If you have to, some of you have to write down, this is what I am aiming to give. It's your goal. Remember I said that's how you measure your growth, right? By your goals. Put it down and say, this is what I want to give. And I'm going to be making every effort, every single day, from the minute that I wake up to attain that goal. Mm -hmm. I don't think anybody sets out goals not to attain them. Mm -hmm. You set them out because you willingly want to make sure that it happens. Somebody said, read Ecclesiastes 9.11. I think that's Pastor Martin. Let's see what that says. <clears throat> don't be in a rush, guys. Don't be in a rush. For some of you, even your, your businesses, take another year out and sit down and study in it. Take another six months and focus on it. Don't let people ask you questions like, oh, you're not doing anything with your business anymore. Have you stopped? Have you got it? Ecclesiastes 9-11. I have seen something else under the sun. Yeah. The race is not to the swift. Yeah. Or the battle to the strong. Wonderful. Nor does the does food come to the wise mm -hmm. or wealth to the brilliant mm -hmm. or favor to the learned. Mm -hmm. But time and chance happen to them all. Yeah. Moreover, no one knows when their hour will come. This is perfect. Yeah. As fish are caught in a cruel net. Yeah. Or birds are taken in a snare. Yeah. So people are trapped by evil times that fall unexpectedly upon them. Don't rush. I think somebody said it. This was one of my mantras back in the day. Don't rush. Just trust. Trust the process. That's what you're trusting because you will think it sounds like just a rhyme. Don't rush. Just trust. No, it actually means something <clears throat> it means trust in that process eventually eventually you will get there and this is why i say i look at one of your brothers and i'm saying by 30 latest he will be a billionaire if he can stay in this constant and it won't make sense he will just stumble into something that will open his first billion you know mm -hmm. and for that kind of person he wouldn't be it wouldn't even be first millions he would actually just jump into billions mm -hmm. for some of you your first step was just to go straight to pastor it's the same thing. Mm -hmm. It's not a rush though. Don't think, oh, by tomorrow, by this, it should be like this. Take your time with your businesses. Look at it. Critique it. When something is not good, you've got to check it and say, how do I make this better? Mm -hmm. Go and meet the right people. If it's graphics, if it's design, you know that you have to meet P, um, P. Daniel for it. There's no way that I, I'm even going to be able to help you. You should know that he's the best in that field and he will give you the best advice. 
if it's that your design or whatever, if you're doing whatever it is, ask the people around you, does this really look good? Is this worthy of going out there? And let them be honest with you. That's how you grow. That scripture is even more than what I'm even saying right now. But because of time, um, I want you to go away and be thinking. Start writing your goals down. Writing the vision down, even for your giving. This is what I want to do for the end of, by the end of the year. For some of you, you're so well, well um, ahead of time that you've even got your crossover giving ready. Mm-hmm. Or what you want to give for crossover. For this crossover, I want to give so and so amount. I want to give so and so amount. That's my goal. And every day, and your goals have got to be set very clear in front of you. You've got to be able to see them, even when you wake up, that this is my goal. I look in Nikkei's office and on her wall, she's got little post-it notes of little things, scriptures, sayings, this, that, and the other um, that, uh, that she's attaining. And I'm actually looking at them and I'm seeing day by day, she's meeting those goals. She's getting there day by day. I remember the day and we were talking the other day. I said, do you remember the day that we sat down in one restaurant and you were practically homeless? You had no money. You had nothing going for yourself. Now you're one of our biggest givers. Mm-hmm. Now you're in a home where you're develop- developing people. You yourself have developed. Uh, uh, you've got people around you. There's the Esther, the souls that you keep bringing around. You've grown. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's the measurement. You can look back and say, I've done that. Yeah. Let that be everybody's case. This month's giving must be the best, best giving we have ever done. Mm -hmm. And that's because you've decided, you've determined in your heart to make that happen. So giving has already opened. Pastor Genevieve is, I think, contacting everybody individually. She may even be in some of the houses just to meet with the leaders to help with mobilisation, even help to find out what are you doing? How are... Um, funds coming in and by this time nobody should be able to say I can't give I, I can't find to give there's no way it cannot happen not in this family not in the elite family mm-hmm. let us live by our name let the standard of our name never ever drop <clears throat> and please don't use your funds to go and buy and purchase things somebody was today was telling me yeah so and so paid me to do a service but I'm thinking you didn't give so how did you and you too that received the funds, you too didn't give. And you want your business to grow? I don't know. I don't think so though. I don't think that works that way. But anyway, we're developing, we're growing. I want us to be very thorough. And again, you may not like some of the things I have to say. I'm not here for you to like me. You know that, right? I don't care. Christelle, she knows, isn't it? I'm that kind, I don't care. God knows my heart. Maybe back in, uh, where's that place we were in the bridge? Then I cared. And I mean that because I'm convinced with my conviction and my resolve about where this family will go. No, don't record that. Very convinced. And this is why you hear PT speak so boldly the way he does because of the conviction and the resolve that he has. Let me stop talking so I don't say other things that I shouldn't say because the Lord is still dealing with me. Um, <clears throat> but I hope you've taken one or two things. I'm sure you have. And we'll keep develop on, developing on these words. It's Word Explosion Week now. So that means we've got to get our minds ready to receive the word. Um, everything that has got your mind into other things, shut it down 
and let this rest of the week be focused on receiving something that will make you bigger and better, will make this family bigger and better, the nation family bigger and better, um, so that we can all prosper effectively. Um, are we good? So we know what we're doing. We have, we've got a target and Pastor Genevieve will let you know what that target is for the rest of the month. Please don't go out this month without asking her where we are at in our giving. Have we got to where we need to be? It is your responsibility. This is your house. This is your company. This is your business. Please be interested in the affairs. Be interested in where your money is going. Look at it and ask, Ma, where are we? Are we near the target? Who do we need to speak to? Who's going to be the one that's going to make us get there quicker? You've got to ask those questions. Yeah. So set yourself goals for this month. Set yourself goals for the rest of the year. Use the rest of this June to evaluate. Think about yourselves. Think about different areas in your life that you want to develop on. For some of you, I've pulled you out of work. And I've pulled you out of work. I didn't, it's not just that I've just stopped working because I feel, no. I've pulled certain people out of work because I'm thinking, now it's time to take elite family to another level. And if we're going to go to another level, then I'm going to need the focus of these people. Them working where they're working is not benefiting me, it's not benefiting the nation, and it's not benefiting them. Let them come and do something that will take this family from here to here. So if I ask for support for some of those leaders, please be those who are ready to help support. Those of you who haven't been working for a while, I expect you to make sure that you are in a position where you are financially able so that they can come out and do what it takes to build the family, in turn building you. I'll see one or two goodbyes and then I'll sign off so that I know that people are still here because I can't even see anything, if I'm honest, in terms of who's on. Ah, thank you. I'll wait for one or two goodbyes. Pastor Genevieve, thank you, ma'am. Dr. Alexis, thank you. Pastor Jennifer, the 21st, Pastor Jennifer, I'm looking forward. Pastor Claudette, end of June, I'm looking forward. She finishes uni. I've told her to go and do her master's, actually. Awesome. All right, guys, love you all. See you tomorrow. Enjoy the rest of your evening. Thank you. Bye-bye.